Good afternoon. We are back after taking a long holiday weekend. I hope you got leftovers and some good time with loved ones. Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle with today's wrap on the top stories in our region. It's Monday, November 27th. Clock is ticking for Burien City Council members. Will they select a site for homeless shelter space in time to clinch financial support? The deadline's tonight, Monday. Casey Martin reports. The Burien City Council only has a few hours to accept the county's offer of $1 million. They've had since June to accept the money. A special meeting was called for tonight after the council couldn't agree during last week's meeting. The city did ask King County for an extension on the offer, but the county declined. One Burien City Council member opposed to the offer said she won't attend any meetings to discuss the money. Others say the city should use the money to open Burien's first homeless shelter. A housing group has offered Burien 35 hut shelters for free if they take the county's money. They have until midnight to decide. Burien can still apply for funds in the future, the county said, should the council move people inside as the weather turns colder. Casey Martin, KUOW News. Cameras are live streaming from court in Tacoma again. The trial of three Tacoma police officers charged with killing Manny Ellis resumed today after two jurors got COVID and delayed things. KNKX reporter Jared Brown reports. Before the defense rests, Attorneys for Officers Matthew Collins, Christopher Burbank, and Timothy Rankin are expected to call several more witnesses, including their clients. The jury will continue hearing from a use-of-force expert, Renton Police Training Sergeant Chris Nielsen. When he was last on the stand, Nielsen said the officers' actions in general were reasonable if Ellis did in fact attack them. If the officers just inexplicably attacked a guy walking on the road, that would be a vastly different analysis. Sure. You would agree that would be uh, inappropriate use of force under if you accepted that as gospel. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nielsen is expected to testify specifically about the officers using punches, a neck hold, and a taser to subdue Ellis, and whether it was reasonable to leave Ellis restrained face down in a hog tie for several minutes while waiting for paramedics. The jury will be tasked with deciding to believe the officers or the eyewitnesses who say Ellis never acted aggressively. I'm Jared Brown. Reporting. Well, the University of Washington football team is headed to Las Vegas this week to play in the Pac 12 championship game versus the Oregon Ducks. The Huskies are now ranked number three in the nation after barely beating the Cougars on Saturday in what was likely the last Apple Cup played on Thanksgiving weekend. UW is moving to the Big Ten Conference next year, and for the next five years, the Apple Cup will be played in September. Husky fan Burke Harris says the move will take some of the air out of that matchup. Yeah, it makes it a little bit less than what it's been, which is typically the last game of the year usually a lot of importance. So yeah, it's a little bit different, but it's I'm glad we're able to at least continue it. The last time the Huskies went undefeated in the regular season was 1991. The team now has a shot at the college football playoff if they beat the Ducks. While the Huskies and Cougars are figuring out the future of their athletic departments, K-12 schools are facing their own debacle. 
ongoing budget woes. Small school districts especially struggle to pay for critical building repairs. But Olympia correspondent Jeannie Lindsay reports that there's new revenue from the state's tax on capital gains, and education officials hope that will change things. A lack of funding to fix crumbling buildings has long plagued Washington's smallest school districts. But the state's new capital gains tax has raked in almost $900 million this year. And education officials want part of that to go towards speeding up construction projects, especially for small schools that are strapped for cash. Tyler Munch works on policy at the state's education agency. The opportunity for the capital gains tax to have a positive impact on our schools is tremendous. The agency also wants the legislature to make it easier for communities to approve local school levies. The next legislative session begins in January. I'm Jeannie Lindsay in Olympia. have news today about lasers. And not just any laser, lasers from space that are pointed towards Earth to measure snowpack. Correspondent Courtney Flatt has the story. Most often, snowpack estimates come from computer models and measurements taken at specific places. But the depth of snow varies pretty drastically from one place to another. University of Washington doctoral candidate Hannah Besso says it's like skiing across rocks, then minutes later, in knee-deep powder. Besso is the lead author of a new study that used data from a NASA satellite to measure the amounts of snowpack in the Meadow Valley in Washington and the Tuolumne River Basin in Yosemite National Park. The satellite sends tiny photon particles that show up as green light to Earth's surface, although Besso says it'd be pretty rare to notice them. The particles bounce back to the satellite, and scientists can measure the time difference to estimate snowpack levels. The metric of how successful this is is whether it can be used to improve water resources management. Besso says this data could have a big impact on the Meadow Valley. That's because there's not as much information about snowpack there. I'm Courtney Flatt. Three youth broke free from the Echo Glen Juvenile Detention Center last night, but not for long. Authorities caught them within about two hours. Echo Glen is in Snoqualmie and has now had four breakouts in the past two years. The King County Sheriff's Office is looking into what led to this one. The 16- and 17-year-olds could be charged for escaping. A weather note, if you thought this morning felt super cold, that's because we had our coldest temp since March First, Seattle dropped to 28 degrees. Our normal low for this time of year is 39. Lows near or below freezing are forecasted tonight, tomorrow, and Wednesday night. Then we'll get back into some slightly warmer fall weather after that. Not a bad time to check on neighbors and make sure hoses are put away. And one last sports note today. That is it for the Sounders this season. They ended their playoff run yesterday, losing to LAFC. All right, enjoy the waning hours of this full moon, a.k.a. the beaver moon or morning moon. And that's a wrap from the KUOW newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another news roundup. See ya.